the Oscar goes and to... And the Oscar goes and the Oscar to... Goes to. My only object in being here is to try and get at the truth. What shall I go? What shall I do? He's looking at you, kid. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. I could have been a contender. Fasten yourself. I could have been somebody. They can only kill me with a golden bullet. What have I done? Call me Mr. Tibbs. I'm gonna make him an offer. Oh, really? Love is too weak a word. If there's something wrong, it's wrong with the instructions. This ain't reality TV. It's back in Remember that you told me? It's time, Robbie. Welcome to the next Best Picture podcast. Moonlight, Best Picture. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 74 of the Next Best Picture podcast. I'm your host, Matt Neglia, and joining me today from the great state of Utah, it is Zeze. I have been sent here to ruin this podcast, most possibly your entire life. And Will <laughs> Mavity. Hi guys, it's the closest we've ever been together. You know, we're basically just probably 10 miles away from each other, which is pretty crazy. And the fact that we couldn't meet up, I mean, let's just face it. The plan was for the three of us to get together, meet up, record this podcast together. But we're over at Sundance right now, the three of us, and it is crazy. It is crazier than I imagined it would ever be. It's like just so hectic and just constantly moving around from place to place. Oh, this screening got canceled. Oh, another one just popped up. So schedules are always, you know, moving around back and forth. We're, we're doing a lot of different things here. Um, we're recording this episode live for the first time ever. Uh, no editing of any kind. So this episode is going to be a little rough around the edges, I'm sure. I, I also bet you people notice maybe the audio sounds a little strange as well as a result. But let's get through this because in the end, even though we are covering Sundance, we're seeing as many movies as humanly possible, Next Best Picture is not shutting down. We are not taking a hiatus by any means. And that means that for this episode, we are going to give our final Oscar predictions. By the time people oh, are listening to this, fuck. it will be Monday morning, and as a result of which, uh, the Oscar nominations will be will be announced Tuesday morning. So, by all means, please tell everybody. Next Best Picture has a new podcast up, and you need to listen to it today. Otherwise, it'll be irrelevant tomorrow. <sighs> Crazy times. Crazy times. Will Dn. Uh, before we get started on our Oscar predictions, I wanted to just go over some really quick things that did happen this week that were very, very important. Number one, The Shape of Water won the PGA Award. It was not eligible Ooh. for the SAG Ensemble Award. It was not nominated. And at the SAG Awards, three billboards walked away with three prizes. Francis McDormand, Sam Rockwell, and the Ensemble Award. Gary Ullman won Best Actor. And Allison Janney won Best Supporting Actress. I just really want to get some quick thoughts on this. Um, is this, I don't know, did this surprise anybody? Is it like kind of standard as usual? What do you guys think this means so far for the Oscar race? I mean, it could not have been a more predictable night for the SAG Awards. I was, I kept waiting for there to be that one surprise and there was nothing. I mean, it's, I think the one thing that's notable is how quickly the race changed. It's very unusual for us to have clear critics consensus frontrunners that just completely die out the minute we hit the televised awards. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's everything with the exception of Wonder Woman winning stunts over Dunkirk. Uh, it's it's everything we predicted. Most people thought Three Billboards would take it. Uh, most people thought Oldman would take it. McDormand would take it. And I, I was holding out hope for Metcalf, but the the winds were already shifting in Jenny's favor. Same with Rockwell. So I, I think those four are going to be unstoppable now. I think tonight's proved that. I agree. Yeah, I yeah, I went into Golden Globes still having Laurie Metcalf and Lady Bird performing so much better. It's amazing how quickly that 
one week of time can change everything. So that being said, I think everything did go, you know, for me as planned tonight. And then obviously I was a little surprised by the shape of water win on the PGA side. And I, obviously that does throw a little bit of a wrench in kind of determining who our uh, major winner will be just because both of those are pretty big kind of indicators for best picture winner. But we'll talk later, I guess, about those nominations. Yeah, I mean, I was saying it a couple of weeks ago, and I mean, I'm saying it again here. Shape of Water is, is shaping up to be this year's Revenant or La La Land, and I think it's going to obviously win the DGA award at this point. So you figure it's got Critics' Choice, PGA, DGA, usually a pretty good combination. I mean, if it pulls out a surprise win at WGA, which would be shocking, to say the least, but if it did something like that, um, I would then go so far as to say that Shape of Water is our undisputed uh, Best Picture winner, despite the missing SAG Ensemble nomination. I do have it right now still in first place to win, only because I can't, for the life of me, still see three billboards winning under a preferential ballot. Under a plural ballot, it's clear that the industry has uh, support uh, for this movie. So it would probably win there, but... Under this new system, I just don't see it. And another thing, too, I want to just comment on, and uh, you guys can weigh, out, weigh in on this if you want, uh, Lady Bird and Get Out's best picture chances just went down the drain. Or do you guys think WGA could resurrect it the same way uh, Moonlight did last year? I'm not going to say their chances went down the toilet. It would have been very, very helpful for either of those films. But I do think if, for whatever reason, The Shape of Water doesn't have the actor's support, or maybe doesn't generate the passion, and let's say Three Billboards, uh, it's controversy, and the many, 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 many think pieces that are going to come its way, on top of the ones that are already there, makes it too divisive, then yeah, I could, I could see still a situation where Get Out takes it. Particularly if Jordan Peele misses the director nomination the way a number of people are predicting, then I could also see people rallying around Get Out as kind of the anti-three billboards. So I'm not going to say its chances went down the toilet, but this certainly didn't help at all. I can see um, some things happening maybe on the writing side still with those films. And I think there could be some even surprises on the acting side. But as far as best picture, I, I'm definitely feeling that way. My favorite part of this evening as it relates to SAG was um, Will put in our team Twitter feed as I was running out from this screening at Sundance just to see the winners that um, Judy Dench won. And I actually, <laughs> for a period of like 20 minutes, Will, believe me. <laughs> So thank you for that. I'm so proud. I'm and so proud. I was angry. I'm going to be honest because I watched that movie a couple of weeks ago <laughs> and it's just not that good. Oh, uh, so anyway. I just, I just want to say my, my personal favorite part, I was at a sushi bar here in Park City and I had my iPad open. I kept like refreshing to see Twitter updates. And when Sam Rockwell won, I said, oh my God, Sam Rockwell won. And there's four or five women sitting next to me who are like, oh, my God, yes. Uh, and then as it turns out, they're all managers at Sam Rockwell, the company that manages Sam Rockwell. Uh, <laughs> yeah, shit, they're so, excited. So I, I broke the news to them. That is like, so awesome. Know. And they're like, how do you know? I was like, I got the live feed going there. So, yeah, I mean, it's only in Park City, right? Yeah. yeah. Only in Park City. Uh, speaking of which, we will have a Sundance recap uh, next week where Will, myself, Deanne, will go over uh, the films that we did see at Sundance. We're not going to do that for this episode. It is late over here. It is 12.15 a.m. at the time that we're talking at this very moment. And obviously, uh, for those on the East Coast, it's even later. So let's just go through the Oscar uh, predictions, our final predictions. We're going to start off category by category here, um, excluding the shorts, just because I feel like they're damn near impossible to predict. Uh we're going to start off with best original song here. And we're going to do ladies first, then Will, then myself. And we'll save comments, accusations, or what the mm -hmm. fucks for when all three of us have read them. So, Deanne, you go first. Yeah, so I have um, Remember Me from Coco. I still think Beauty and the Beast is going to show up with Evermore. I have This Is Me 
from The Greatest Showman, despite all of my inner well-being, I do. Um, Mystery of Love, I think, Call Me By Your Name, and then I have Mighty River Mudbound. Will? Uh, We match on four of the five. This is a hard call for me, but I do have Mighty River missing in favor of Stand Up for Something from Marshall. Just because, A, I've seen them specifically campaigning that song. The film's entire FYC campaign pretty much revolves around that song. And, B, it's Diane Warren, who's the only person who is more guaranteed to get a nomination whenever she composes a song for a film than J. Ralph. Fair enough. Um, Deanne, you and I have the exact same five. Mighty River, Remember Me, Mystery of Love, This Is Me, and Evermore. I don't feel good about this. And Will, I feel like I should be on your side with Stand Up for something, but I can't, for the life of me, remove Mighty River from Mudbound, especially when a part of me wonders if that's going to be the way that they will throw a bone towards um, uh, towards uh, Mary J. Blige if she is to miss in Best Supporting Actress. So we'll see what goes on with that one. Uh, moving on to Best Original Score, uh, Deanne? So I've got Shape of Water, Phantom Thread, Blade Runner, Dunkirk. And this has changed for me over the course of the last few weeks, but I now have three billboards in. Oh, wow. So what, what I got to, uh, all right, I'll save my thoughts. Will? <laughs> okay. So as much as I would like the double Zimmer to happen, I'm not quite sold on that. I know, me um, too. I tend to think what we're going to get is... Three Billboards, Dunkirk, The Shape of Water, Phantom Thread, and just because this is the music branch, I think ultimately we're going to end up getting The Post. Um, Either The Post or Victoria and Abdul. Either one of those two composers is an industry staple, and they're like kryptonite for the Academy. I can't see them both missing. So So just to be clear, you're going with The Post over Victoria and Abdul, though? Yeah, for the time being, now. Okay. Time being. What? You're going to change this tomorrow? No. <laughs> uh, Dan, I have the exact same five as... Oh, no. I'm sorry. I, I totally changed that. I, I have a combination of uh, of the five here. I have Shape of, Shape of Water, Phantom Thread, Dunkirk, The Post, and Three Billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Um, Deanne, I really hope the Blade Runner thing happens. It's my favorite score of the year. But such a great nomination. It, it would be incredible. But to me, it reminds me too much of uh, Mad Max Fury Road, where that score like, was a huge component of that film. And it was, I, I feel like that score is something that people still play and listen to. I know I, I, know I listen to Brothers in Arms you know, every now and then. So, yeah, but what I, what I keep coming back to on that whenever you talk about that, Matt, is the Mad Max Fury Road score didn't show up much at the precursors. Um, it, it was weird to me that you know Mad Max would win all these prizes, but no one would acknowledge the score. Blade Runner showed up a ton, but it didn't get a Golden Awards. Globe nomination. Now, no, it got BAFTA though. Yeah, it did. You're right, and it got Critics' Choice. Um, regardless of which, I still don't feel good about it. I think the Academy's music branch is going to be the Academy's music branch, and they're still going to go with the safe pick. Either. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Victorian Abdul and The Post both got in, to tell you the truth. I will be so pissed. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, yes. Blade Runner's maybe a little bit of a heart pick there, I, I probably should admit, but it would be so awesome if it showed up. Oh I don't God, think anyone be would be mad about it. No, yeah. not at all. I mean, I, I wouldn't even be mad if it got in over Dunkirk, to tell you the truth. Best visual effects. Uh, okay. So, um, sorry. So I definitely have Blade Runner. I have War for Planet of the Apes. I have Star Wars: Last Jedi, Dunkirk, and The Shape of Water. Nice. Well, I have War for the Planet of the Apes, Blade Runner, Dunkirk. Star Wars, although I do feel a little shaky about that, and Okja. Well, I'm taking uh, I'm taking actually a call from you in the article that you wrote. I have Blade Runner 2049, War for the Planet of the Apes, Star Wars Last Jedi, The Shape of Water, and Okja. I am not predicting Dunkirk. 
I, you know, like, I, I don't think the reel was very well put together, but the fact is there are a lot of practical FX voters in the Academy, these visual effects branch, and they're all going to rally around it, I'm telling you. It I was know. not an impressive... But I can't see Star Wars missing, even though it is considered unremarkable compared to other Star Wars films that have accomplished very large uh, cinematic feats and visual effects. Um, the Okja thing, I'm only predicting because of what how you told me it performed at the Bake Off reel. I mean, if it went over as well as you said it did, then I could very well see that happening because that creature... Man, that creature definitely has a tremendous amount of heart behind it, and it really does feel alive when you're watching the film. And it just, it, that seems like one of those, you know, kooky visual effects nominations that it's like, oh, that's really cool that that happened, you know, and it's something that you weren't expecting. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I, I it feels like a nomination to me. It, but, you know, like, there's part of me that wants to have both it and The Shape of Water in there. Well, I guess you do, don't you? Yeah, I do. Uh, because, only yeah. because I have Dunkirk missing. So, hmm. and, and I feel like Dunkirk is going to get, you know, I, I feel like Dunkirk is the kind of film where it misses out on one or two categories that we expect it to get in. You know, it's like, it's like 12 Years a Slave missing uh, cinematography. Like, how did that happen? But it did. You know, it didn't land everywhere we expected it to. And it missed score, too. Right. So I, I feel like Dunkirk is that film where I feel like a film like Shape of Water, for example, is going to land everywhere it needs to. Same thing with Three Billboards. Uh, spoiler for the rest of my predictions. Um, <laughs> moving on then to sound mixing. Deanne? Yeah, well, and to your point, actually, and what you were just saying, that's like with Dunkirk, that's where I kept finding myself, like, even on these two sound categories, I mean, God, I think it's going to be in both. But to your point, I like, I think it's going to miss in the in a couple of the weirdest places. So it's like, do you just double down and throw it everywhere, and hope you at least hit where you think? But um, anyway, um, so we you just said editing, right? No, sound mixing. No, mixing. mixing. Sorry, guys, my list is a little wonky. And I know we're live. So thank you for being patient. Um, we can just I talk have, about other stuff um, in the meantime. No, yeah, <laughs> I've got Dunkirk. Um, I got Wonder Woman in there doing it. Uh, Last Jedi, Shape of Water, Blade Runner. God, Deanne, we match up. Will? Ah. I have Last Jedi, Shape of Water, Dunkirk, Blade Runner, and Baby Driver. Oh, you're going with Baby Driver and sound mixing. Yeah. Uh, so just to be clear, uh, I mean, sound editing is next. Do you have it in sound editing as well? No. Oh, oh. I have, I have it in editing. Yeah, I have it in sound editing. Now tell me, tell me this, Will, what, why, why sound mixing and not sound editing? It's partially my, uh, so ultimately here's what I'd say. I know things like drive showed up in sound editing and certainly there is a lot of sound editing on display with tire screeches and glass shattering. But I think the sound category where the film really shows itself is the part of baby driver that shows us that baby driver is essentially a musical. It's the way it's mixed, the way it incorporates songs, you know, like in it's it, the way sounds go in and out. It's it's the overall soundscape. Yeah. And I think that that is going to be undeniable, ultimately. Um, I also think Wonder Woman reminds me of Sully last year, where it got the CAS nomination, but then did showing up in, in sound editing instead of mixing. Why? Well, for starters, Wonder Woman is more of a sound editing achievement than a sound mixing achievement. It's competently mixed, but the mix is nothing special. Uh, whereas there are plenty of sound effects in there. There's, you know, there's gunshots, explosions, screeching metal, fire walls. Um, yeah. So, so, so right now, Will, as you're talking, I am changing my predictions. I am adding Baby Driver in, and I'm actually going to remove Star Wars: The Last Jedi. So I'm I'm going to keep Wonder Woman uh, because of that CAS nom. I know I know what you're saying. But I, I'm, I, I'm now changing my predictions on the fly. Uh, Dunkirk, Blade Runner, Baby Driver, Shape of Water, Wonder Woman. So kudos to you, sir, for m making me change my mind. That was a really good argument, actually. As soon as you said, like, the soundscape, I suddenly remembered, oh, yeah, 
baby can't really hear that well. And there's a lot of um, tweaking with the volume level settings and so on and so forth to uh, create that effect. You you know, um, I I was saying this uh, in my own personal awards before. I really wish Wonderstruck could show up in this category uh, because it too, uh, for those that are deaf, um, it it plays around with a similar technique. Like that street scene you're talking about, like the New York, kind of walking through New York. Yeah, there's so many examples Mm -hmm. of it in there. Um, I I wouldn't be surprised, let's put it that way, if that was a lone nomination that just so happened to come out of nowhere for that movie, even though there really isn't that much precursor support. um, Those that have seen the movie, I think, would agree with me that the sound work on that is very, very well done. Uh, Moving on to sound editing, though. Um, so sound editing is a little bit different for me. Uh, Deanne, what do you have? So I'm sticking with baby driver in editing. Mm-hmm. I also have less Jedi here. I'm again, I, I don't know if it'll hit both, but I've got it in both. <laughs> um, Blade Runner, Dunkirk and get out. Ooh. Okay. Well, Blade Runner, Dunkirk, the shape of water, the last Jedi and wonder woman. And I have Dunkirk, Blade Runner, Baby Driver, The Shape of Water, and Get Out. You know, if Get Out's going to be um, the film we think it's going to be on Oscar nomination morning, um, I've always kind of maintained that I didn't, I never, in my, I never, ever, ever thought it could ever be like an eight nomination movie. I know there were like some people who were saying that, and it's like, no. This is going to be, if anything, four, five tops. You know what I mean? Um, So I feel like if I'm going for five nominations, um, I think sound editing is a good place to put it in as far as a tech is concerned. Because there definitely is a lot of moments in that movie that lends itself well to that. You know, you think of the spoon on the glass or um, when they hit the deer in the car. there's definitely a, a more than a few moments, I would say, especially towards the end of that film. So I feel I feel pretty good about that pick there. But um, and Shape of Water going in both sound categories, like I was saying before, I expect Shape of Water to lead on nominations, and you know that just sort of makes sense to me. Um, but I could totally understand and see why uh, Star Wars could end up there as well. Moving on, yeah, yes, cool production design. Okay, so I'm, I went with a theory that, that is out there, or not even a theory, just kind of the reality that usually production design does tie very closely to um, films that make it in the best picture category. So I went, I went with that vein of thinking, basically. <laughs> um, so I don't have anything too crazy in there. I went with Dunkirk. I went with Mudbound. I went with Beauty and the, or excuse me, production design. I Yes, I was talking about editing. Sorry, guys. Production design, I do have some things that aren't on my (laughs) best picture list. It's late. Everyone give me a break. I'm sorry. Um, Dunkirk, Blade Runner, Mudbound, Beauty and the Beast, Shape of Water are my production design That Mudbound production design there, that's a very very intriguing one. Look. Yeah, I mean, I just think it's, I, I th- again, it's kind of like you were saying with Get Out, it's one of those ones that I, I do think this is going to show up in a few places, and this one just felt right to me, mm-hmm. and it goes into some of my other choices later, but I don't know, just went with it. Well, Darkest Hour, Blade Runner, The Shape of Water, Dunkirk. I'm having a hard time choosing a number five. You know, this could, I, I do kind of have a feeling about Murder on the Orient Express. Mm-hmm. But I think, I do think ultimately I'm going to go with Beauty and the Beast. All right. Um, I'm going with something totally different. I'm going Shape of Water, Blade Runner 2049, Dunkirk, Darkest Hour. And in that fifth slot, I'm going with Wonder Woman. Oh, nice. I could definitely see that happening. I, I mean, I could see Wonder Woman show up in both costumes and productions. Uh, it could, Wonder Woman could have a really good nomination morning. I mean, hell, there's a world where it gets, what, like five nominations? It got yeah. WGA. 
Right. I mean, it got PGA and W. Or no, it didn't get WGA. No, it, no, it did. It was Logan, Logan Wonder Woman, and uh, Lost City of Z. No, that was USC Scripter. Never mind. I lied. USC Scripter. It got in, over there. It got in somewhere. <laughs> it did get WGA, and that's, you know, that, that's odds stacked against it because that was an easy place to get into. But it could still get, adap- it could still get an adapted screenplay I now. I think and the texts are going to be kind. Let's put it that way. Yeah. I like the Darkest Hour pick for sure. I mean, I, I don't have it in, but it's just, that was one I really wrestled with because I do think that's going to show up um, in a few places, and I think this one is definitely one of those. You guys don't no no chance for Phantom Thread? No. no. Not after seeing the film. I don't think the production design is as much as some people were chalking it up to be. Mm-hmm. I know, Will, I know, Will, you were a fan of it, the production design. Yeah, but I don't think it's going to get nominated. Yeah. Makeup and hairstyling, only three nominees. Uh, and we have a very limited pool to choose from. So, Deanne, what do you have in the three? I mean, I think this is about as straightforward as my choices are as straightforward as they come. Darkest Hour, I, Tanya, and Wonder. Uh, I have those exact same three. Will, do you follow suit? As do I. Ah! I do. So you, so you did abandon the bright prediction. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think it's lurking in fourth spot, but I think pretty much everyone, I, it's the rare time that I think everyone is predicting the exact same three for makeup. I don't mean just us, I mean like every pundit. Yeah. Well, we're definitely bound for a surprise there, I guess then. <laughs> I know, I was just trying to think what the surprise would be. I'm just not as sharp tonight, but I'm like, what could the surprise be? Well, if, if you're bright on the matter, you can arrive ah, to the conclusion well, that. that... <laughs> yes, that's fair. <sighs> oh, that, was well a bad, that was a bad pun. That was good. Nah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm slapping myself right now for even doing it. Um, film editing. <sighs> okay. <sighs> film editing, my God. So this was when I was earlier, <laughs> what I was talking about, is for a long time I had Baby Driver in this list. And then I, then I kind of started um, getting more on this theory of kind of historically my – kind of learning and understanding that this does usually tie to, to those in the best picture category. So these are all that. Um, so I, I put took Baby Driver out. I did Shape of Water, Get Out, I, Tanya, Dunkirk, and Three Billboards. Oh, I, Tanya. But, but, but like Baby Driver had precursor support, unlike... I mean, Baby Driver. So, so Deanne's predicting. Deanne is predicting a snub. A snub that we will complain about, and, and people will write uh, Oscar uh, articles the next I day. Don't, I don't believe top I don't five believe snubs of Oscar nomination morning. You know, it's like it's like Lego Movie missing animation. You know, it's not going to miss it. I don't believe it. I, I'm sure we said that about Lego Movie in animation. Here's what I did. I took a theory and I went with a theory. I, and we'll I, see if it works. Deanne, I'm actually with you on this. I, I, I think that you're on to something. I'm not going to lie. I, and Matt, I, are you producing this too? No, 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 I'm not. But um, I'm, I'm starting to believe it a little bit more only because I too feel like I, Tanya, is going to crack this category and I don't have it in there and I'm struggling with what to take out. And Baby This Driver, category loves flashy. This branch loves flashy, uh, and I, it does not get flashier than Baby Driver. Yeah, well, so what are your five? I have uh, Baby Driver, The Shape of Water, Dunkirk, I guess three billboards, because I guess it kind of has to if it's competing, and um, Get Out. I have the exact same five. But I would not be surprised if I, Tanya, replaced one of them. And I actually, so we've all removed the I really, I really consider taking three, three billboards out. I really do. Because yeah, even, it's not an showcase. No, when I saw the film back in October, I actually, uh, Oscar prospects wise, I, I did not predict it for film editing. I was like, oh, there's no way this is going to get into film editing. It's not, it's not flashy editing. But we have seen instances where non-flashy editing, just because it is a best picture front runner, though, like the descendants, for example. Exactly. Exactly. So, 
That's the only reason why I have it in and I don't have Itanya getting in. And Get Out being here is just, once again, one of those situations where it's like, uh, I mean, what are they going to do? They're going to have just picture, actor, screenplay, and nothing else for the film? I, I just don't see it. So I had to throw Get Out a bone somewhere, um, and I threw it in. I, I kind of hedged my bets with both the sound editing and the editing nomination. So I, I don't know. We'll see how that plays out. I don't feel good about any of this, though, because the post is also lurking. We got to remember. You know, that, that definitely had a sense of urgency to its editing. And I'm sure that the editor's branch might want to uh, throw it, you know, some love there. But yeah, and they love Michael Kahn. Too. Exactly. Yeah. No, he's won. He's won what? Twice. So he's been nominated countless times. times. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, all right. Moving on to costume design. Deanne. I have Beauty and the Beast. Phantom Thread, Victoria and Abdul, I, Tanya, and Wonder Woman. Oh, Deanne, we match up again. <laughs> Will? I have the greatest showman, much as I hate to have it show up <laughs> anywhere. I know. Uh, I, God, I really hate that film so much. I hate it, um, too. Yeah, if I could hunt down every copy and set them aflame and kind of burn them in effigy, I would. Moving on, I... But the only thing I would remove is from yours is I, Tanya. That'd be an inspired nom, but I don't think it happens. And I have The Greatest Showman getting in over that. Yeah. Although, again, this does feel like somewhere that Murder on the Orient Express, even more so than production design, show up. Agreed. I actually yeah, I had oh, ahead, Murder sorry. on the Orient Express in here for like the longest time. Um, and then I removed it for Wonder Woman. Yeah, Itania for me, just when I was kind of thinking of the contemporary picks, this is the one that kind of came to my mind. And I just, I don't know, I thought, I felt, again, kind of compelled to put it in. And I replaced Murder with that. Okay. Cinematography. Uh, we all, I'm going to assume we all have the same four. It's just a matter of what our fifth pick is. Um, do we all have Blade Runner, Dunkirk, Shape of Water, and Darkest Hour? Yes. Yes. So, Deanne, what's your fifth pick? Oh, you know the answer to this. It's Mudbound. Rachel Morrison, Mudbound, yes. Will? Samesies. Sorry, guys. I am going to be the outlier. I am going with Darius Kanji for The Lost City of Z. I oh, would nice. love, love that nomination I so would much. love that or Mudbound. I'm, I'm perfectly okay with either one of them getting in, but I... <sighs> I, I'm, I'm gonna you know, I'm, I'm gonna pull a Ryan here, and I'm gonna just say you know I'm I'm gonna be the, the 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 pessimist of the group and say the Oscars have never nominated a female cinematographer, um, and I'm gonna just you know go on the side of where, uh, where <laughs> the odds are in the favor of them not doing it again. You know okay, what so would piss we- me off is if Call Me by Your Name gets in there, just yeah. because yeah. I'm not a fan of the what cinematography about three of that billboards? film. I mean, I know it's crazy to oh, say, God. but that what if it nomination. did? I know that would, although, you know, BAFTA go has some interesting choices in that category. They had like hell or high water last year. Yeah. You know, and obviously that, that didn't go. That's very similar year. cinematography in a way too. So I, I, yeah, I can understand so maybe that. they have a type. Yeah. Mm. Um, but I, I'm not yeah. even going to acknowledge that prospect. <laughs> Yeah, well, you might have to. I don't know. We'll see. Best foreign language film. Okay, so I have Loveless, Fantastic Woman, Matt Neglia's favorite movie of the year, In the Fade, Foxtrot. And the last one's been tough for me um, because I've heard different arguments swaying me away from it, but I'm going to stick with The Square. Will? We're exactly the same. And we are exactly the same on my end, too. Um, goddamn everything if In the Fade wins this award. I swear. Goddamn everything. It's the only film in the entire Oscar race. Out of all these films that we are talking about, it is the only one that I actually passionately hate. You guys are talking about Greatest Showman. I don't hate that film, all right? It's got good music. I like listening to the music. Uh, the movie's another story, but man, I hate In the Fade. I really do. Okay, moving on from that. I know I'm beating a dead horse when I say that because I think I, I think I've said it now like every week now f- for the last couple of weeks. Documentary I do get film. to see Foxtrot on Wednesday at Sundance. Ooh, so I'm excited. yes, that's true. Yeah. Ooh, I Sorry. can't wait to Go hear ahead. what you think about that. Actually, yeah, yeah. Where are we going next? Sorry, documentary film. Documentary. 
Okay. So I um, have Icarus in here and I, that, 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 I kind of went back and forth on that one. And, but I just feel like, because it's like Putin and it's like changing the course of, of, of events through abuse of power and all, all those types of themes, I think it's going to show up. Um, and then I also have Jane, obviously that would be the first most obvious pick. Um, Faces, Places, City of Ghosts, and then Ex Libra. Well? This is not one of my strongest categories, so I'm just literally going to ape Deanne's predictions. Well, I hope that I steer you right. Will, how come this is not one of your strongest? I, I just don't really pay attention to the doc race. I guess it's it's largely because I haven't really seen I've only seen Icarus this year. Yeah, so it's, it's it, on it, Netflix. You should go watch it right now. Well, not right now. It's you're gonna go. No, to I said I've only seen Icarus oh, this year. Oh, oh. It's the only one I've seen this year. Well, City of Ghosts is on it, Amazon Prime. You should go watch it right now. <laughs> I really appreciate the ape pun in honor of Jane. Very nice. Well. so for the record uh then we're all across the board i have those exact same five as well although i will say watch out for an inconvenient sequel oh yeah you never know no best animated feature all right i hate this one can i tell you that i mean i don't hate it i i I don't hate the front runner but i just hate this category because it frustrates me um i have coco i have loving vincent i have the breadwinner I go back and forth on Lego Batman, but right now I have it in, and then I have Boss Baby in. Oh, no. I just think there's not enough. I haven't seen Ferdinand yet, but I just haven't heard enough to think that it's going to beat out Boss Baby. And they campaigned Boss Baby so much, too. I know. I'm I'm really freaked out it's going to happen. What do you guys have? I think I'm going to predict the exact same as you, including Boss Baby getting in. Are you worried about the Lego pick? No, I think think Lego Batman's going to get in. Oh, really? Because I have Lego Batman at number five. Yeah, I think it's going to get in for sure. Oh, I, I, I do not feel confident about it at all. If Lego Movie could not get in... I don't know how Lego Batman movie. But wasn't Lego movie also some like issues with the whole end scene being live action with Will Ferrell? That that was part of the problem people had with it. I think that was like a narrative that people made up. But it's not necessarily got yeah. 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 Um, right. So yeah, I have the Boss Baby getting in as well. I have the exact same picks as Deanne, and I don't like it either. But Will's right. That film has been campaigned so well. It. Mm. If we would have made an animated movie this year, we might have a nomination for an Oscar, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why we didn't <laughs> put that together. Next best animation. I'm a yeah. fan. It, yeah. It's an acronym for NBA. <laughs> That's original screenplay. Trickiest, right. toughest category, probably, or one of them, at least. Deanne, I am very curious. Yeah, such a fun one, too. And it's what I think made the movie so good this year, too, or l- at least the ones I loved. Um, I have Get Out, Lady Bird, Three Billboards, Shape of Water, and The Big Sick. Oh, Deanne, five for five again. Five for five. I'm a little scared about The Big Sick one, but God, I'm I, happy. I'm scared about that too, but I want it to happen. And I think it will happen. You well, got it in? Yeah, I have The Big Sick in. And what else? I said five for five. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. I thought you were like commenting on our five for five. Nice. So I just want to acknowledge, though, the fact that the post and Phantom Thread could show up here. I know. I have completely um, the post in my predictions. I've not been nice to that one. Also, too, guys, I, Tanya. Yeah, I, 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 Tanya. Uh, That's probably... Yeah, I would almost worry about that more than the post. Oh, definitely. I think Itania's number six. Yeah, yeah. I know. I'm, I'm with you, Will. I definitely agree. And I could totally see Itania still squeaking in and bumping. Um, I think Lady Bird, Get Out, and Three Billboards are the safest. I, I could totally see Itania getting in, though, over Shape of Water or the Big Sick. I can't see Lady Bird, Get Out, Three Billboards missing at all. So, adapted screenplay. Uh, 
Do we all have the same four? Call Me By Your Name, The Disaster Artist, Mudbound, Molly's Game? Yes. Yes. All right, Deanne, what's your fifth pick? Oh, my gosh. I, this one has been so hard for me. I, I went with something really, really random. Tough. I went really random. Film stars don't die in Liverpool. Whoa. Oh, my God. That is so random. <laughs> You're welcome. Wow. Wow. I, I just threw I just threw this whole thing away with that pick. <laughs> All of our credibility is destroyed. No. <laughs> I know. Sorry. I know it's real, but I anyway, I, I don't have a, a good reason for it. Other I, it's it's wacky. What do you guys have? Tell me. Talk me out of it. Give me a better something better. Wonder? You know, wonder should have done a lot better in this race than it has. It has shown up at the Critics' Choice, and I think that's it. You know, they had six nominees at the USC Scripter, and it couldn't get in there. It couldn't get into, you know, a, a spot that was ready-made for it, the WGAs. I don't think this is going to be wonder. Tapley um, is predicting Logan, and Feinberg is predicting Wonder Woman which makes me think that this is the year that a superhero film is nominated for the first time ever for a screenplay Oscar. And of the two of them, I think I'm going to predict Logan, the WGA nominee. As much as I want to see that happen, and I rewatched the film recently, and I, I, I just love how much it plays around with the genre tropes of the superhero uh, genre and then also, too, incorporates it into the Western genre. It's definitely a film that respects... Uh, genre and structure i i have to say guys academy award nominee james gray sounds pretty good to me right now yeah i would i would dig that that'd be a great nomination yeah so i'm going with the lost city of z for my fifth pick oh that's two nods there for you yeah well that's all it's gonna get (laughs) yeah well, I, you know, I keep going back to Wonder. That would probably be the one for me, especially just because it was kind of, it was such a popular book and like every popular book movie. club, well, a popular movie and a very recent popular book as well. You yeah. know, I, I don't know. There could just be something there, but I'll stick with film stars for now, just because I like to hear you guys gasp and mock me. <laughs> oh, there'll definitely be some uh, accolades, <laughs> not mocking if you're right. Believe me, that would be insane. It it won't happen. All right. Another really tough category, Best Supporting Actress. Um, it's tough because so many of the contenders are on the bubble and could miss. I mean, realistically speaking, Allison Janney and Lori Metcalf are the only two that are safe and are probably in all three of our predictions, obviously. Um, Deanne, who do you have in the other three slots? Yeah. I mean, I'm just going to tell you right now. I, there's no way I'm putting Hung Chow in this category. You could never talk me into it. That movie was so incredibly bad. And anyway, so that's not happening. So we can rule that one out for me. She's the best part of the movie though. She is the best part of the movie, but I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not doing it. I mean, that movie is literally, it's 121 out of 100 movie, or 121 movies I saw last year. I was so furious at that movie. Um, and I just don't, I mean, I think she's great and I think she has potential, but there's no way somebody can be a part of something that disjointed and get this recognition in, in my mind. I just can't get behind it. Well, that's, so my, I have Jan- that's my Denzel Washington argument. So I, I'm, I can't. I'm with you on that. And I know it happens. I know it does, but I just I don't want to believe that it will. Well, so, but I've when had, but when something oh. like that happens, like with Robert Duvall and the Judge, it's because it's Robert Duvall. You know, it's a respected veteran. Yeah, Whereas right. Not she, this out of nowhere. Person. A newcomer in a film people hate. It's like mm, right. There's nobody newcomers, of work. Yeah. Newcomers in good films or respected actors in bad films, not both. So, um, on that note, I have Janie and Metcalf, I have Blige, I have Holly Hunter, and I'm going with Octavia Spencer. Leslie Manville is my number six. I would love to see that. I don't think it'll happen, but I did toy with that for a minute. Well, I have uh, Metcalf, Janie, Hunter, Blige, and I do have Manville getting Manville. And I have a different combination than all of you as well. I have Janie Metcalf, Holly Hunter, 
Octavia Spencer, and Leslie Manville. I have Blige missing. Mm. She does not have an Oscar scene. It's not so much a transformative performance as much as it is her just being stoic and quiet. I really don't get why that performance is being signaled out by people. The entire Matt, you would not believe how many FIC ads and how many she's had like multiple billboards across town just dedicated to her, solely to her, and entire covers of she had I think five different FIC ads in a single edition of Hollywood Reporter a couple weeks ago. They have centered the entire campaign around her. Gosh, I know. I've said this before. I like Mitchell so much better. I wish we were talking about him. But yeah, Mitchell, supporting actress, definitely sounds like. Uh, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I know. Well, I hear you on that from the campaign standpoint, but um, I don't know. I a part of me just believes that they're going to look at all these performances, and then when they look at hers, it, she. Like, she doesn't really do anything in the movie. Okay, but they're going to look at Octavia, and who just plays Octavia But Octavia Spencer. has a history, though, and, you know, two nominations, uh, and a, a win, you know what I mean? Blige is, Blige is like Hong Chao. She's coming out of nowhere. You know, and she's not an actor. She's a, she's a singer. She's not, she's not, like, in this world, you know, necessarily, but, I mean, now she is. I, I, I don't know. I don't... And I know that she's gotten everywhere that she needed to. She got in at Critics' Choice, Golden Globe, SAG. Like, I get it. Um, I mean, if I, if I was going to predict anyone to miss here, I would predict Octavia Spencer to miss, and I'd put Blige back in. But once again, I'm going with my just my theory that Shape of Water is going to land literally everywhere it possibly can. You know, So I'm riding that wave, and we'll see how far it goes. Uh, best Supporting Actor. Deanne? Yeah, I yes, I still thought Defoe was gonna um, just maybe sneak into that SAG win today, but I missed that prediction. Um, so Defoe, Rockwell, Harrelson, Jenkins, I had such a hard time with my fifth. I still have two things written down. Literally, I'm gonna decide right now on the fly because it's making this one's making me crazy. Um, and for me, it's between Plummer and Hammer. And I'm going to go with Hammer. Hammer Miss Sag. I know. But I'm going with it. <laughs> Will? I mean, has it never happened? Is that what you're telling me? No, 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 no. I'm, I'm just saying that. <laughs> like, in I'm, the history of the world, so that I, I'm just happened. saying that. Plumber got Golden Globe and BAFTA. I know. And Plumber has I a just... big narrative behind this campaign. Um, yeah. Even though the movie itself is not all that, um, I, I for me when Hammer missed SAG, that like a warning sign went off in my in my head, and then Harrelson I thought was like, oh okay, this is like the weird SAG nomination. But then when he got in at BAFTA as well, that's when it was like, oh my god, oh my god. So that's why I have Harrelson in there now. Um, Will, wh- wh- who do you have? Uh, Steve Carell for Battle of the Sexes no. is not is not getting in. Oh. <laughs> okay. Um, no. So I have the Film other four. I have the uh, <laughs> I have the other four from BAFTA, and then I have Plummer getting in. Yeah. So so you and I are lining up there. Well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, do do you agree with me about the the Plummer narrative? Oh yeah, it's a great narrative. I think that it's it's also a really good performance, and it was a late breaker, so it's fresh in their memory. Now, I think the sheer achievement of pulling that off in three weeks, is, yeah, he's. I got now. I got. I got to ask the question because his name hasn't come up yet. Uh, Michael Stuhlbarg, anyone? Oh yeah, I have it written. I'm telling you, this is so painful for me because honestly, I know a lot of people say he only has the speech in that movie, but I really don't think that's true. I think for me, I thought his presence was felt throughout the whole thing. It was it, sometimes it was really subtle, but it was just, you know, it all kind of led to that and I I, I mean, if my heart was picking between Hammer, Plummer and Stuhlbarg, I would pick Stuhlbarg in a heartbeat. But there's just too much noise saying that nobody thinks he did enough. 
Yeah, I think Will and I are guilty of that a little bit, right, Will? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Maybe you guys are the ones who talked me into that, but Yeah. I, I, I but. will I will admit that Stuhlbarg and Hammer, the call me by your name guys, they they could very easily jump in here as far as my predictions go. Um I am not writing them off. I'm I, I, I'm just trying to explain my my reasoning why I am leaving them off though, but um I'm not going to totally be surprised if one of them cracks it. Like I, I, I wouldn't be. I'd be very surprised if Jenkins, Rockwell, or Defoe missed though. What about like a cr- crazy Shannon show up <laughs> oh, for like just that, all the shape of water? See, that would be weird. You know, that'd be that'd yeah. be weird if like Jenkins didn't get in, but Shannon did, even though yeah. Shannon didn't get the prior nominations needed. You know what I mean? So, I don't see that happening, but. God, can we just say, can I just say for the record, I really wish Sebastian Stan was contending more in this category for I, Tanya. Anybody? Yeah, he, he was good. Anyways, all right, I'm getting off that soapbox. Moving on. Best Actress. So, I want to just make sure. Do we all have the same four? Francis, Sally, Saoirse, Margot. Yes. Yes. Who's the fifth and pick, Deanne? I'm just not going to bet against Meryl. Just doesn't yep. feel like a smart bet. So, Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep. I, 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 I clearly don't like taking your advice well. I'm going with Chastain. Uh, I mean, that film uh, clearly showed ahead more industry support than we thought, but it's Meryl Streep. How can she? And the, you know, you, and the you saw the reaction. And the does not have as much industry support as we thought. No, but you saw the reaction to Meryl when she was mentioned tonight at SAG. I mean, like, and you also know that Jessica Chastain is a very, very big advocate for the Me Too movement, and oh, has, yeah. is somebody that's very clearly respected by everybody within the industry. I think it would be more likely that she would beat out Robbie. Ooh, that would be. I mean, I not that's not my prediction, but I'm just that's how much I believe the street thing will happen. I would see Robbie missing before I see Street missing. Okay. All right. That's fair. Cool beans. Best actor. So, um, Gary Oldman, Timothy Chalamet, Daniel Day-Lewis, James Franco, and Daniel Kaluuya. Well, same. And I am the same as well. Um, If Franco misses, or Daniel Day-Lewis for that matter, because he didn't get SAG, and once again, that's a warning flag. Um, who do you guys? Who do you guys have in your number six? I guess Denzel because he got SAG. I just think for whatever reason they're not in the business of awarding Tom Hanks, particularly when this is a film they're clearly not too fond of. Um, no, you, you know what? No, I take that back. I think Gyllenhaal. Yes, thank you. <laughs> nice. I, yeah, I, I, have, I completely agree with you. He's flown under the radar so much, and I do believe that once the movie came out on like Blu-ray and more people actually finally started seeing the movie, you know, it's like everybody then was talking on Twitter. And uh, well, listen, I get it. Twitter's a bubble. Okay, I understand that, but I do feel like that also applies to maybe some people also within the industry that maybe got around to seeing it later, either on screener or, like I said, when it released digitally, whatever the case might be, and they're like, holy crap, he's amazing. Like, what, Dude, what if it somehow was Robert Pattinson a la Miriam Cotillard oh. in Two Days, One Night and oh. just came out of nowhere? <laughs> I would be so happy. He is so good in good time. But yeah. that is an insane prediction to make, Will, and I do not recommend it for your health. <laughs> I would love Hall to be in there. I would not be mad at it at all. But it's not in my picks right now. And, okay, just for the record, I just want to know, too, who who do you guys think is the weakest of the five? I would probably. Day-Lewis. Yeah, yeah, I would say Day-Lewis or Kaluuya. Because he didn't get sad. You don't think that the James Franco thing might have hurt his votes? But it was I, the I really timing. I think it broke too late. I think if yeah. it had happened, like, five days sooner, absolutely. But... No, I think statistically, like, 60% of the ballots are done in the first 48 hours or something. So I think he's fine. And I don't know if you guys know this or not, but he was at the SAG Awards tonight. Ooh, 
uncomfortable. Yep. And 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 nobody booed him. Like some people thought he was going to get booze. He did. He did not. He did get you know applause. So it's it's a very interesting situation to say the least. Um, based on the performance alone, disregarding his own personal life, um, I think the performance should get in. Um, I know I would vote for it, but. I do have him in my fifth 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 spot. I do think he is the most vulnerable out of everybody. Um, all right, uh, let's move on. Uh, there's not much else to really say there. This one, though, this is this is going to be. Ooh, this is where the 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 world, not just the internet world, but the world in general, will be out for blood in best director. Um, <laughs> if this category does not go a certain way. <laughs> um, all right, Deanne, who do you have in Best Director? Okay. Um, <laughs> here's where <laughs> I will get mocked endlessly, I'm sure. But um, Guillermo, Nolan, McDonough, Gerwig, Peel. You're going with the DGA5. Yes. Oh, man. Will? I think I'm going to go with the DGA5. Wow. Oh, my God, guys. Oh, no. What do you have? Spielberg? It's not Sean Baker, right? It's not Sean Baker. It would be Spielberg, maybe? I have Sean Baker. You do have Sean Baker. I think Sean Baker is the Ben Zeitlin, Lenny Abramson uh, nomination. I mean, I could see it happening for sure. And uh, no Peel or no Gerwig? I think in that, in that world, it would be no Peel. I, 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 I have Peel missing because... I, I do believe that the Natalie Portman uh, shade, I do believe the Me Too movement, everything else, the overall just general love for Lady Bird is enough to carry Greta over, where Peel is more of a newcomer to the industry. And it's his, you know, obviously it's his first film. Greta has a, it, this is Greta's first film in a way too, but she does have a co-directing credit. I just feel that there is maybe more passion for that movie right now, right now, not saying overall, but right now at this given time than there is for Get Out during the uh, voting process. And a lot of that, like I said, has to do with the Me Too movement. So I think Natalie Portman will be happy uh, come nomination morning. But uh, I mean, I don't feel good about this. I'm going to let you guys know. And the number one reason why I don't feel good about it is because I, I don't have Florida Project getting in for picture. So it's I'm, I'm I'm predicting Sean Baker to not only pull a Ben Zeitlin and a Lenny Abramson. I'm also predicting him to pull a Bennett Miller and be the lone director in a freaking expanded Best Picture field. So yeah, I'm I'm definitely going out on a limb there, and I I recognize and realize this, um, especially considering it's the only other nomination for the Florida Project I have other than Defoe. So. I know I'm not helping my case at all by saying these things. I just don't feel comfortable predicting the DGA5, plain and simple. I just don't. I mean, That's the, fair. the last time they matched up was 2009. So you, you could say we're due for it again, I suppose. But uh, does anyone think, though, that the Boston nominations for Denny Villeneuve or Luca Guadagnino? Uh, maybe I should be looking there instead. No. Well, maybe Luca, but not to me as cool. Because like Luca strikes me as like a um, Alexander Payne kind of a nomination. Yeah, I could see that. You know? So uh, just in terms of like style and what he brings to the movie. And Call Me By Your Name definitely has its supporters out there as well. So... Um, but if I was predicting Luca to get in director, I would also be predicting one of the Call Me By Your Name guys to get in supporting as well. So, I mean, the two are just not, you know what? Oh God. Um, I, I'm not going to predict, I'm not going to predict a DGA five. I, I, I've like, I've set myself for this. I'm not going to do it. Okay. Oof. I almost changed my <laughs> prediction there, guys. I almost did. <laughs> Best picture. Okay. So before I give mine, I want to, I, I'm going to, uh, ask you to, I, what I've been struggling with is, are we going to get the 10, you know? And I was trying to think through the preferential ballot in my head. And like, obviously there's some that are just no brainers for sure. But, um, so before I give mine, may I just at least, I am curious if you guys have the full 10 lined up or not. Nope. I have nine. Are you the same? Well, 
I think I'm going to go with nine. I know. That's what I've been thinking, too. But then I don't like what I have to leave out. Well, because remember this. You only need um, a couple hundred votes to get a Best Picture nomination. Right, Will? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So the way and I you, see And it, you don't have Florida in, huh? But no, you have I don't. nine and no... You don't think it'll get the minimum? So here's the problem I have, okay? Um, the problem I have is that the Florida Project is a number one movie. It, it, it definitely is. And, uh, okay, wait, before I go on with this little spiel I'm about to say, let me just say for the record that if you do not have the following in your nominations, uh, we, need to have, we need to have a little chat. Shape of Water, <laughs> Three Billboards, Lady Bird, Get Out, Dunkirk, Call Me By Your Name, and that's it. The, those six. Yes. Good to go. We're we're covered. Okay. Okay. So the other now we're yeah the other ones that could get in. Okay, there are there are legitimately, in my opinion, there are seven films that could fill up those other four slots, or you could say three if we're predicting nine. Okay, the seven films that can do it are The Post, The Big Sick, I Tanya, The Florida Project, Mudbound. And Wonder Woman. Oh, what about Darkest Hour? And Darkest Hour. Sorry, that was the I I I said seven and I only said six. So yes, Darkest Hour. Okay. Well, are we are we all in agreement uh, on this? Yes. So you said Dunkirk. Yeah, I did before. Yeah. Um, right. So I can't see the post missing. I really can't, even though I know it has not had the strongest run up until this moment. Um, and I also, I know this is risky. I know that this is kind of almost unprecedented too, in a way, because, I mean, let's face it, Bridesmaids had a very, very similar projection a couple of years ago. And so it missed. I still think the big sick gets in. Um, and I have I, Tanya in the ninth slot. I really no, think that I, Tanya's release... And um, the show of support that it had across the industry guilds uh, is going to be enough. And, and for the life of me, I, I do think that the smart bet, like, like in my head, smart, smart, smart money says take out the big sick and move the Florida project in. And you have the mm -hmm. big sick getting a lone screenplay nomination uh, and Holly Hunter. And even she could miss, maybe. But... I don't so know. I'm a little different. I, so I had the full ten, and that's and the, but my tenth is Mudbound, and that's the one that I've kind of struggled with. But I don't have Florida in. Well, yeah, um, and that makes sense. Florida Project, it, it did really well with the critics. It did not do well when we got to Golden Globe, BAFTA, SAG. Didn't get it. Will correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, Florida Project didn't get PGA. It did not. So. This is all. This is the reason why I want to leave. But Florida neither Project did Room on. a couple of years ago. I know, I know. But then, I, yeah, exactly. You go back. Florida Project really reminds me of Room. So I'm then, the question high. then is: Is Florida Project getting in on your predictions there, Will? Yes, it is. So what's what's the film that you have missing? What's your ten? I Tanya. Hmm. Mm. That's a tough one. I mean, I don't know. Florida Project really could be in. You know it's what? People who love it, love it. We, you know, yeah, and they yeah, put I'm, it I'm number this. one. I'm moving the Florida Project in so that this way it completes my Sean Baker narrative. And so Sean Baker, Defoe, and the film itself. And I'm moving Italian into number 10. Because um, you know what? I kind of just talked myself into it too by saying that Florida Project is the film that gets number one votes. I don't see I Tanya being the film that gets number one votes. I think that I Tanya is not going to get as many number one votes, and so I, I'm I'm going to change it up now, and I'm going to officially put Florida Project in, even though I had it missing just a few minutes ago, um, and it completes the narrative as I was saying before with uh, Sean Baker getting in for director. I, I just can't help but feel like this is, might be room all over again. Although I'm telling you right now, right here and now, I, Tanya's campaign has been so good, so, so good that 
it, it's such a toss up for me, guys. I, I, I think maybe the smartest move I could possibly do is remove Big Sick altogether and put in uh, both of them, Florida Project and I, Tanya. Does that, like, yeah, that, to me, that, that, that makes more sense, right? Yeah, I think you're right. Because I tell you, clearly does have the industry support the way it should the guilt. All right, sorry, big sick. It breaks my heart. Okay, Deanne? I know. Uh, I just, I, what, it breaks my heart too. <laughs> I don't know, but I could see the post missing. Mm. I don't know. I, I'm going to keep 10 probably and keep them all in and just hedge my bets. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, are you guys going to be waking up to watch the nominations or? <laughs> what did? Yeah, I am. I'm, yeah, it's uh, 6 30 our time. Oh, mm. sure. We'll be, got to get up to Park City. Yeah. Got an 8.30 showing of Blaze. Mm. All righty then. Cool. Awesome. Oh, I'm going so to, we'll, wait, I'm we'll going to that showing too, Deanne. On Tuesday morning? Yeah. Or is it tomorrow? Uh, Tuesday morning. Tuesday morning. Yeah. Oh, good. At the Egyptian. Yay. All well, right, then all right, we you will. Guys, you, you guys talk about this little Sundance thing later, all right? We just gave our Oscar <laughs> predictions. We are all officially done. Okay. I hope everyone enjoyed listening to us a day before the nominations are out. If you're listening to this after the nominations, you're probably laughing at us right now and finding ways to say how you know silly we are in the end. But overall, I want to thank everyone for listening to this podcast. It definitely was a. Uh, work of effort on all three of our parts to get it out to you guys. Um, so for myself, I want to just say thank you, Deanne. Thank you, Will. It's uh, past one o'clock in the morning and I just want to, you know, just personally say thank you guys for making this happen. Thank you. And you. I can't believe it. It's nomination week. It's crazy. <laughs> all right. Will, where can I find you on the internet? I'm on Twitter at Maverick's Movies. Deanne? I'm on Twitter at TweedledeeD33. And you can find me at Next Best Picture. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening to episode 74 of the Next Best Picture podcast, where we gave our final Oscar nomination predictions. You can subscribe to the Next Best Picture podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, Player FM, and on CastBox. Be sure to leave us a review on iTunes. Nothing less than five stars is acceptable. But if you were going to give us less than five stars, maybe this would be the episode to do it due to audio issues, uh, it being live, the first time we've ever recorded an episode live, connection problems as that and the fact that it's 115 in the morning <laughs> and, and the fact that it's 115 in the morning so you you can rate us one star for that i mean I'll, I'll let it slide this one time but all over times five stars five stars five stars all the time thank you so much for listening everybody we will see you all next time I'm a grown-up. Me too. Yep, me too. But you know, these days, being a grown-up can really suck. Luckily, we're grown-ups who grew up in the coolest generation. We had video arcades. And also some of the best TV and movies ever made. We lived the origin of awesome consumer electronics. The list goes on and on. Yep, Generation X. Exactly. And we're Gen X Grown-Up. Every week, the Gen X Grown-Up podcast explores media, tech, toys, games, and more from both yesterday and today. Through the eyes of Generation Xers who absolutely love that stuff. You can find us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Or find us on our website, genxgrownup.com. Alright, you think that was good enough? I I hope so, man. I'm tired. (laughs) Who listens to a promo on a podcast and then goes and listens to a different podcast? Right. I've never done it. (laughs) Right.